you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL podcast is hanging out its shingle. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Uh, it's raining cats and dogs. Non-lit cats and dogs outside. Uh, it was Sam Darnold's pro day at USC. You would have thought, Sam, Greg, that you would have thought Sam... <laughs> conquered the Nazis in 1944 the way he was being uh, the hero worship thrown his way because he threw some spirals in the rain. Yeah, I was I was a little taken aback by uh, the what was going on in reaction to his like that he had battled through you know, war and mud and everything to throw a football in like, the rain. I saw somebody the Cleveland Browns could not have asked for a better scenario than this. <laughs> Yeah, like the Browns were like, yeah, it's raining. Well, they also were like, Darnold, this is how Darnold wanted it to be yeah. able to spin in the elements. It's like, hey, hey, you, can, uh, you can't predict the weather on Sundays in the Northeast. Sign us up. He can do it. I'm sold. This guy's a warrior. Oh, boy. Meanwhile, our, our buddy, you know, Move the Sticks is over on the sideline Shivering. announcing it with NFL Network. But unlike Sam Darnold, you know, he's not out in the elements. He's got an umbrella. He's got Typical. someone helping him, you know, with everything to stay dry. Hair he's, being kept utterly perfect. Jeremiah's reached the stage now, basically, where he's just, he has a handler. You remember when P. Diddy had the guy that walked around with the umbrella? Sure. And, and basically you had a caretaker? <laughs> That's removed the sticks is now. Although I did notice in the picture, Mayock was there and had a better umbrella. Well, it is possible to hold these events without blowing them out of proportion. No, the NFL did it for years before Twitter. Well, things are different now, Wes. Things are very different. I mean, it doesn't have to. Uh, never mind. We're not going to go down this road. You want to save it for the personal grievances against the Pro Day Structure podcast? No, I mean, it's just you get into this job long enough and you become convinced that things are important that really aren't important. And that's something that has really no importance. I'll never whatsoever. forget sitting next to Wes during the Teddy Bridgewater Glove No Glove Pro Day that, <laughs> that had Wes in a jumble it's like quit wasting your time and just watch his game film i mean i i just love that he was out there doing it because you know that he loves the game he's a ball player you play ball you don't have to do this you have to do it and here he is spinning it in the rain he don't care he loves it this guy's a dog all right <laughs> and uh, then he steps wrong destroys his knee and renders uh, all of that irrelevant thankfully that did, that did not happen all right here's something that really is important wes when you talk about the league calendar, F the Super Bowl, F the draft, F free agency, uh, F, F the week one, op- F kickoff night. What? That's a great night. The only thing that matters is the owners' meetings. Oh. <laughs> In Orlando uh, next week, and guess what? The heroes of the Around the NFL podcast, as we said, will be there with multiple podcasts, and it's going to be a little different because, uh, you know, we got some big fish. 
Want some big fish scheduled? Please. Bigger than Evan Silva? Brought, well, no, never. Uh, to bring him into the boat. How about a little Dan Quinn? How about a little Matt Nagy? Does anybody want a little bit of Johnny Harbaugh? Why doesn't the music stay on? <laughs> hey, now, how about a little bit? Oh, yeah, Orchard Park hero turned head coach Frank Wright. We're not done yet. How about a little? Oh, yeah, he's got his own booth at the steakhouse. Andy Reid. That is the music I associate with Andy Reid. <laughs> and last but not least, oh, yeah, this guy's got a brain for football. He's Adam Gase. All scheduled guests next week on the Around the NFL podcast. And What's that's Andy Reid got to do to you know, be either the first one mentioned or the last. You just got to bury there in the middle, <laughs> poor guy. Uh, in fairness, I just read it off an email that was sent to us yesterday. <laughs> we should play that clip of music for each of the, these guys during the interview just to get the response. Of course. It. I agree. That'd be good for the intro. Yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> How do way. you feel about your intro music? Greg, Actually, they, really, all got, they all got their own songs too, Greg. You asked why not just oh, leave okay. it playing. Did you not tell you're not a big fan of EDM music apparently? I did not notice the difference between What's, those songs. Some deep cuts. What's there? EDM? Electronic dance music. Oh, okay. As I just said, electronic dance music music. Gotcha. I would say, Dan, we are maybe you and I are sneaky oh, EDM in. fans. We were talking we're actually in. last year of going to a downtown LA rave, which we never put Right. Uh, sh- probably for the best for everyone involved. I think you the guys rave. should do it. I still want to go. Um, yeah, who did we see? We saw Steve Aoki, was mm-hmm. it? At the Super should, Bowl. At the Super Bowl yeah, a couple years. Should have the entire Rose experience, <laughs> including waiting in line for like an hour to get in, speaking to 23-year-olds about, you know, whatever's going well, on. stop projecting. I'm just saying that I, I got dragged to one of these events when I first mm. moved to L.A. because I didn't have any friends out here. And it You're, was the most miserable, like, I don't, hour and a half of I my d- life. I strongly disagree because the one that, that we attended, they were shooting, like, water balloons and shaving cream into the sky. And, like, it was raining various other... Uh, <laughs> a lot of things were raining I've, upon us. I've been to some raves. Montreal, New Orleans. I mean, now I'm a little old for it. Yeah. Anyway, so those coaches are going to be on the podcast next week, so we're very excited. Uh, we're going to be uh, staying at the hotel where all the coaches are. Uh, so, you know, maybe no, we're we'll not. Be- oh, we're not. No, didn't you hear? No. All of the uh, the league officials that are going to be there, all the GMs and coaches, they all invited all of their families. So, not only did we all get bumped out of the hotel. But we also had a lot of people that were told they can no longer make the trip. I'm surprised because they bring their families every year to this. And the hotel, as Greg and I know from being there last time, is a massive, sprawling, gigantic estate. It's where we well, ran we fa- past Anderson Cooper. I guess we're staying at the We found something hotel to be six. upset about. So that's good. Big show coming up today. We're excited to go to Orlando. Uh, who couldn't be excited to go to Orlando? Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> Put down your hand, Wes. Uh, so a lot to get to today. Um, free agency now officially uh, a week old um, as you listen to this. So we are going to go through the what's left. The old best of what's left pile, which these are human beings. So you want to be um, respectful, respectful. Please. But this old pile of discarded human bodies, we're going to pick some out of the pile and say, you deserve to live. You deserve to stay in the pile. That type of thing. 
So that's a little weird. Um, and we got some uh, news to get to. In fact, let's get to it, starting with a big change coming up in the rules that might, maybe, we hope, uh, make football a little more enjoyable in 2018 and beyond. Let's do some news. To the end zone. Hit! Touchdown, Pittsburgh! Jesse James! After reviewing the play, the receiver in the end zone did not survive the ground. It's an incomplete pass. heard that Jesse James had his touchdown overruled uh, against the Patriots costing Pittsburgh that game or helping to cost them that game Uh, and that led to more fury about the arcane uh, catch rule and how there needed to be a change and we are heading in that direction now the NFL uh, it took a step forward on that front Uh, Al Riveron uh, the uh, senior Veep of officiating announced Wednesday that the competition committee will recommend simplifying the language of the catch rule. The proposed changes will be presented next week at the annual league meeting. Uh, the yes. The, pro- the proposed rules defining a catch are control of the ball. Number one. Okay, makes sense. Two, two feet down or another body part, like your buttocks, Mark. Could be your butt. Uh, number three, and this is where people are going to start getting upset again, <laughs> but I still feel like this is pos- positive momentum. A football move such as, colon, a third step, semicolon, reaching slash extending for the line to gain, semicolon, or the ability to perform such an act. Wes, your thoughts. So my biggest problem with the catch rule, or, or I think society's biggest problem with the catch rule, was twofold. Number one, it lacked any semblance of common sense. How can a player reach the ball for the end zone without first possessing it? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. We learn what a catch is in the backyard by the time we reach toddlerhood. We see an NFL receiver catch the ball, possess it, run three steps in the middle of the field, and have it ruled no catch. That doesn't make any sense. We know what a catch is, and that's a catch. So that's insanity. I think this problem might not go away. The second problem was that the NFL should be encouraging transcendent moments that inspire fans, stretch physical limitations, and make an athletic achievement sublime, like Des Bryant catch, which was ruled a no catch. The NFL should be encouraging that play, not legislating it out of the game. And Riveron on t- on Twitter went out of his way after this announcement to say that Dez's catch and the James catch would both become receptions under the new. And that's what you want. If you're the NFL, those are things that not the entire three hours of a game is not all that exciting. There are a lot of downtimes, but the most exciting plays are the ones you want to keep and encourage. The main changes here, the big changes, you do no longer have to completely possess it going to the ground. To me, that's that's kind of the headline, and that's basically it. The other the other thing they'll allow is you know there's a little bit of you know they can allow a little bit of juggling at, you know on the ground as you're catching it if if you you show that you have caught the ball and then the third part of it which really blew my mind and just showed how poorly 
they were doing things last year is they're basically just saying we're emphasizing again it has to be indisputable to overturn it. But that was always the rule. They're just admitting Until Riveron got they're involved. admitting that Al Riveron and the NFL as a whole were making a lot of mistakes last year by not listening to their own rules. I don't think this is going to eliminate people yelling about the catch rule because ultimately it's an it's an impossible solution. There's, I mean, Goodell himself talked about no, burning not, the rule down to the core and rebuilding it. That's not happened. But if they can, to the point, to your point, Wes, the sublime plays that have been reversed, and it's a massive PR headache for football and for the NFL to have to explain these from the weeks after and what it does to teams, what it did to the Steelers. If they can remove five to ten of those a season. Everything is better, in my and, my opinion. And, They're always just reacting to what happened the previous season. Yeah. Didn't it get better after down the stretch in the playoffs too? Remember we talked yeah, about they that. They quietly the changed they the did. rule before this this ever happened. But yeah, you the bringing up the Jesse James catch and the Des Bryant catch was which was in the 2014 postseason. Those are both incredible games that to me and a lot of other other fans felt were spoiled by uh, that rule and. Hopefully, if he could just eliminate that type of shenanigans, it's a success to me. I don't think anybody's ever going to be happy. I don't think anyone's ever truly happy about anything anymore. There's always something someone's going to complain well, about. And well, we'd have people saying, oh, I really missed the catch rule and all the crazy stuff surrounding That would be it weird. They totally fixed it. <laughs> and, <I> mean, the, <laughs> and the reviews reviews just aren't a fun part of the game. Like, I would right. I would ask Roger Goodell that next week. Maybe, maybe I can. It's like, does, does that – hurt your enjoyment of the game watching these reviews. And he's not going to speak to you. He's not going to speak to you. This isn't exclusive to football. We see in March Madness, there are like 10 to 12 minute delays for re- reviews. And coaches want to keep that stuff in the game because it affects their jobs. Fans don't want it. So I think there should be more of a fan voice in this where you need to have the entertainment maximized and some of the you know over-scrutinizing of plays minimized. Uh, moving on to uh, NFL transaction news. Alan Hearns joins the uh, free agency field. The Jacksonville Jaguars released the wide receiver this coming two years after Hearns signed a four-year, $40 million contract. Uh, so the Jags decide, eh, we don't want to pay this guy anymore. So they save $7 million on their cap. No dead money. Uh, Hearns, as a rookie, uh, had a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Second year. Second year, excuse me. Uh, but has not been close to the same player since. The Jags go in a different direction at wide receiver. The the biggest mistake teams make, I think, the most costly is when they self scout poorly. This contract had a lot of repercussions here. Allen Robinson and his price tag looking for a long-term extension was higher over the last two years because they gave Alan Hearns so much money. I read something from Tom Curran in New England that the second Alan Hearns signed this contract, that was the moment that Malcolm Butler essentially was on his way to becoming an expatriate. They were close to doing a deal, and when an undrafted player like Alan Hearns in his same draft class suddenly got $10 million a year, Butler was like, that's what I want. They went out of their way to pay Alan Hearns really early, and it just didn't work. But think about that. Coming out of the 2015 season, Blake Bortles throws for 35 touchdowns. Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns, the two Allens, they're going to build this offense. They've got Julius Thomas. None of those receivers are left anymore. They end up paying Dante Moncrief $9 million, but they can't pay the franchise tag for Allen Robinson. Doesn't make sense. The Moncrief signing is mysterious. I do like I like D.D. Westbrook a lot. Uh, in other wide receiver news, Ryan Grant thought he had a – $29 million deal with the Ravens, but then he flunked a physical mark 
with Baltic. Uh, yeah, that, and obviously anything new on that? Yeah, I think we the, the new the new aspect is that, that sounds like utter bunk to me out of Baltimore, which we can ask John Harbaugh about this weekend. Wow, hopefully. hard so, hitting. So you better. Now you're on the spot. You I, well, need listen, to ask him if I have, if I, have, if I want to bring some Ravens way. heat, that yeah. would not be at the top of my list, but I will make it clear you need that to, the If Ravens you're going to do this, you got to do it right. You have to frame the question in an accusatory <laughs> that be, manner. That wouldn't even make the top of your list. We should just let the Harbaugh interview be just Mark <laughs> with a list of grievances. Like we'll, be there. we'll be there. Be like Jim Gray interviewing Pete Rose. We would have Ravens PR on us in literally five seconds saying we will never cooperate with your podcast ever again. So Grant goes from uh, signing a $29 million deal with the Ravens to a prove-it one-year deal worth $5 million with the Colts. Uh, and Grant says he's healthy. He said, if there was an issue with my ankle, then I wouldn't have passed the physical with the Colts and the Raiders, which, listen, speaks to Mark's point, and he's going to get the he's going to get to the bottom of this with Harbaugh face to face in just a few days. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know who knows with the Colts. Maybe that's maybe a good signing if their quarterback's playing. Don't they don't have a lot of depth wide receiver team. at all. He had a remarkably positive attitude, saying, "You know that that didn't happen; it wasn't meant to be. Not a big deal for a guy who lost, you know, tens of millions of dollars in that transaction." But that's that's the type of attitude and the type of perseverance you get from an education at Tulane University. Well, mm. well done, I'm glad, glad Ryan. Uh, Chris Ballard, very busy man. Uh, in addition to inking Ryan Grant, he also signed Eric Ebron, the former Lions first-round pick, to a two-year deal, can earn up to $15 million, uh, which is pretty good money for a guy that just did not get it done in Detroit but has some upside. Also, they signed uh, guard Jack Mehort to a one-year $1.5 million deal, bringing him back, uh, former second-round pick in 2014. Uh, and also... Matt Slauson, another guard, uh, was on the Chargers last year, one year, $3 million. So the Colts making moves. Now they just need their quarterback to be able to play football. Seems like Frank Reich's going to use two tight end sets because they paid Jack Doyle last year, too, and they like him. Uh, I think we'll see an increase in that. And I like that they're signing interior linemen, so it's not something they need to address in the first or second round of the draft. You can still go in the mid-rounds and, and try to pick up some guards. They need these guys to be healthy. Moo Hort, Dan's guy, and Slauson. He a 24 combined games missed over the last two seasons. So. I, I like what Chris Ballard uh, has done the last week, though. He sat out the first overpriced. What's your favorite type of frog? The stupid money? Yeah, and he got guys at good value that can play. Danico Autry was another guy last week for the Raiders, who's a solid player. I think... That's what you're doing. He's building it. But is, I like it. Is his quarterback playing? Well, that's all that really matters. From everything we heard out of them, they expect him to play. Didn't we hear that last year? Sure. A disturbing <laughs> story uh, actually out of Los Angeles. Uh, Buffalo Bills wide receiver Zay Jones, their second-round pick last year, uh, was arrested on felony vandalism charge. Uh, but that doesn't quite paint the picture of what happened. There was uh, The incident involved Jones and his brother, uh, who's also an NFL player, uh, and and Jones, Zay Jones was completely nude in the surveillance video. Uh, also kicked through a glass window, and, a pretty and, thick plate glass yeah, window, and leaving behind, I think, some of his leg because there was a lot of blood. He tried uh, to crawl through the hole that he kicked. Yeah, so a very a disturbing story in the sense that obviously something was not right with Jones, and hopefully it's not something. 
uh, too serious. But if you're the Bills and if you're uh, Zay Jones' friend or family member, you got to be very concerned about what's going on with the young man. I don't want to speculate, but I mean, if they were, I don't know if they were out on the town or something, I would suggest that there's maybe more than one or two beers involved here. Maybe something else. That's what you hope. It's almost like you have to hope it was just. There's a lot of similarities imbibing. To, to the synthetic marijuana cases we've seen. Mm, I like that little speculation of synthetic marijuana use. I'm, I'm just drawing the similarities to what? who is it, Cyrus Quanjo, who ended up in a cornfield naked? And, yeah, should and, we do a PSA for our listeners to kind of steer clear of the synthetic yes, marijuana? Yes, we should. Yeah, there's great legal stuff everywhere. <laughs> if you feel point. like you must ingest marijuana products, you know, go for the real thing. As with most things in life, try the organic variety. And obviously, if it's legal in your state. Yes. Play by the rules. We got to cover every base here at the Around the NFL podcast. Don't uh, do illegal things. There will be repercussions. It, Unless it's fun and you can get away with it. It, it was a, Unless there are no repercussions. I mean, it's a concerning development for Zay Jones, who had one of the most concerning, I guess, seasons for a highly drafted rookie just on the field. And it was drafted by Doug Whaley. Pretty erratic season. And so he might, even though he's a second-round pick, because he was drafted by the old regime, you know, he might not you – know, you might be on thin ice there. No longer on scholarship. Good news for the uh, throne of ease. Matthew Slater, who shopped his wares around town, including with the Pittsburgh Steelers, agreed to resign with the Pats, a two-year contract. Uh, Mike Garofolo reported uh, Slater, 32 years old, uh, the son of Hall of Fame tackle Jackie Slater, which I'm just learning this from Chris Wessling's copy. Uh, We've he, spoken about it on this podcast <laughs> that you didn't realize he was Jackie Slater's son. Oh, really? Well, I've been doing this or show a long Or maybe Greg time. did. Someone said he didn't realize he was Jackie Slater's son. Whatever the point, this is the guy, and I, I think uh, in my uh, Super Bowl glossary write-up before the Super Bowl this year uh, under ja- uh, Matt Slater, the guy that Bill Belichick will say is his favorite player ever during his Hall of Fame speech because he's a Belichick guy. And he's an excellent tool for the Patriots. Whenever they say, oh, we've got media availability and we don't want to put some sort of hot-button issue personnel. It's always Matthew Slater commanding his own booth during media day and during is, every... It is unrespected. Well, he, he redefines polish. I mean, this guy, I was watching a little bit of his media night and opening night, Mark. Let's get the verbiage correct. I mean, every day that they have media availability, not okay. just the opening All right, I'm night. talking about yeah. opening night of the Super Bowl. Sure. I was really taken back by how incredibly well-spoken he was, how he was able to basically sound like a coach, a guy that's on the field as a coach, essentially, a guy you want to keep around. He's got to be in the top five for most words ever spoken at NFL media night. No doubt. Right. Well, he's been to five, right? I would, I think. Yeah. Got to be in the, the mix. He's been to the ones this decade, so he's been to five. And he's saying more things than Tom Brady is saying. It's just he's giving not, you more. Yeah, people aren't usually crowded around him, but those are the guys... Mark, you're a dogged journo. Those are the guys that you want to <laughs> zoom in on. I, I, I do. I spend I, a lot of time with him during those events if I can. There, there are two Patriots errors. There's only been, there's only been, I think, four players, and I'm sure I'm going to be wrong now here, that have been in the Gronk era. It's McCordy, Gronk, Tom Brady, and Matthew Slater. Gronk is one of those people. Gronk has survived the Gronk era, like the, the <laughs> 2010s. Is there any other Patriot that's been on the team that long? Perhaps. Gostowski, you said? Guskowski, that's right. So that's- uh, gotcha. Uh, moving on, ESPN has hired ex-Bears head coach John Fox as a studio analyst. And uh, this reported by The Athletic. Um, Fox is a guy that's been around for a long time. The reason I'm bringing this up, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys said, 
say about it. But on Roto World, the blurb is just fire and brimstone. Uh, and I'm going to read it to you. And I hope uh, the big fish, the biggest of all fish, Evan Silva, wrote it. we got to get Evan back on the show. When are these networks going to learn that hiring these past their prime former head coaches and players who have seen the sport completely pass them by isn't good for their viewership? Fox is another atrocious hire Whoa. in a laundry list of them made by ESPN and NFL Network over the years. It's time for forward thinkers rather than Stone Age football guys who still live in a 1998 world. Shot at John Gruden. Ah! That, Whoa. That feels right That's, up Silva's tree. That is a hot take. Oh my God. He could have co- co-wrote it with Rotopat. I think he could I might put my money on Rotopat for that one. Hey, uh, hit us Roto up. World's getting hit a little overly Roto fanatical this offseason. To- Whoa. Whoa. Roto World on Roto World. And what topic Yikes. are you, are you – I- I am always leery of people driving agendas, and Roto World is now driving an agenda. And I think it's like first we get sainthood for Shossy Brown. That's the first thing they want. <laughs> sainthood for Shossie, who's never done anything wrong ever. Ladies and gentlemen, for one night only, Sashi. And has foreseen everything that could possibly be seen in football. Sashi Brown foresaw it. He knew that the Houston Texans were going to lose their quarterback, have a horrible season, and have a top-four draft pick. All credit to Sashi Brown for that. Whoa. And everything analytics is gold, and nobody who's made a career out of football knows anything. Roto World knows so much more than anybody who's ever made a career in football. Whoa. This was unforeseen. I like this. I love the rant. I guess we're not going to have Evan on. Well, I love Evan Silva. He's great. He's he's now has an agenda though. Evan, Evan, Evan will be the first guy who will come on to yeah he likes to, to share his opinion. Where does, where does like, Evan live again? Chicago. Evan just like threw his his smartphone off the top of the Sears Tower. No, he likes he likes going back and forth. I don't know what West. he's doing up there. He likes w- going back and forth. The yes. one thing I would say on the Fox blurb though is I think it's very hard to predict who's going to be good and who's going to be bad on TV. There were a lot of. You know, friends of of Foxy on Twitter yesterday were like, "Trust me, he's going to be great on TV. He's so great off off mic." And we'll see. I don't know, but it wouldn't shock me if he was really great on TV. For instance, like Rex Ryan, not really as exciting on TV as you would expect. And sometimes guys like Eric Mangini was pretty great. And it's was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, and it's so not an in booth thing. It's an in studio thing. And and I will say for John Fox, as boring as the Bears were, and as boring as some of his teams can be. He is not boring at, at, at past owners' meetings, for instance, when everyone is just in a room together. No, he's tying a fun on. guy. He is fun. He came to an Oscar party that we that NFL Network had a couple years ago, and he was the, the life of the party. Well, I mean, I was the, I was lucky to get through the door. It was back then, but it was like yeah. he was in there holding court for hours. I, so. I was, was like at, you and like, who's the woman who runs Vanity Fair? Wow, i really fallen short <laughs> here. Just like Mark hanging out at Oscar parties. Not at all. Fox. Annie Leibovitz? <laughs> She's a photographer. <laughs> I know. Wow, we really are. Struggling. Well, John Fox, I agree. You don't want him in the booth because— Thanks for sending us down that road, Greg. Sorry. There's that potential for the Phil Sims. Like, you got the ball at the fourth and one at the 40-yard line. You got to punt here. You got to punt. You're going to get that with John Fox. But in the studio, I feel like he he's could be guy. pretty good. Yeah. I've seen him out during Super Bowl week. He, the guy has fun time. He's got a good personality. He's gregarious. Uh, hold, hold tight, Roto, before we— More uh, to come. Yeah. And a winter was who I was really. And a winter, okay. <laughs> and finally, in the news, you know that I am the uh, kicker insider um, for all things NFL media related. Uh, so I figured it'd be a good time now that free agency is a weekend to go through a little kicker news. I like this, this is good, Gianni. 
Ryan Suckup resigned five years, 20 million with the Titans. Cody Parker signed four years, 15 million with the Bears. Dustin Hopkins re-signed three years, 6.875 with the Redskins. Graham Gano, four years, 17, Carolina. Adam Vinatieri, one year, 3.6 with the Colts. Matt Bryant, three years, 10.5, Falcons. Chandler Cananzaro, three years, 9.75, Tampa Bay. Cairo Santos, one year, 2 million. New York Football Jets. Caleb Sturgis, two years, 4.45, Chargers. And finally, last but not least, <laughs> resigning an undisclosed deal with the Minnesota Vikings. Kai's Kai. Kickers are getting paid. Yeah, some money. When you, uh, on the rundown that yeah. you send out before the show, you said there was going to be a roundup of kicker news. I went and spent about 45 to 50 minutes finding out nuggets and factoids for each one of those kickers mm. not needed. Um, I'm some, somehow now in the mood for like a little Cinemax. <laughs> some, uh, <laughs> a few, a few notable unemployed kickers. Seabass, still on the market. The Chargers blew that. What you what you think Caleb Sturgis is packing the house? If you bring Sebastian Wait, Janikowski, Janikowski's packing the house. I think you bring Sant Janikowski. <laughs> it's a little warning shot up to your friends in Oakland. We're taking over LA now. Let's have some fun with C. Chargers have bigger concerns than packing the house. Like uh, How about hit a kick? Sebastian right, Janikowski would be good. How do we know? Nick Folk, uh, the Folk hero, after a disastrous uh, uh, offseason. Has anyone Tampa ever called him the Folk season. hero? Oh, yeah. The New York tabloids did it like wow. seven times over the course of his career with the Jets. Blair Walsh doesn't have a job. Nick Novak doesn't have a job. And Mike Nugent, your old favorite, Wes. The Nuge. Cost Cincinnati a playoff game against the Jets once upon a time. I enjoyed Still that. unemployed. That's what's happening in the news. All right. So I just brought up some free agents. Uh, still looking for work. Now let's talk about some, eh, with respect to the kickers, more prominent NFL players uh, on the market still. And we should start Greg Rosenthal with Indomitian Sue, the defensive tackle released by the Dolphins last week. And the more, the, as the days and hours go by, the more it looks possible, Greg, that a super defensive line of epic proportions is being Set up right in our backyard. I, I hope so. I hope that Indomitian Sue is going to join the Rams. As we came up to the studio today, Ian Rappaport, our NFL Network insider, reported that his Sue's trip to the Raiders is off. Mm. Court sources told him and Mike Silver. He's back home. He's not going to make a decision. Rams made a strong impression, but also considering the Saints and the Titans. And I think you could, if you wanted to read between the lines on this tweet, Rams made a nice impression. That's what they pay you for. Rams made a nice impression. Uh, you know, Sue wants them to pony up a pony up a little more. Maybe, maybe they're not offering as much money as the Saints and Titans. Maybe he hasn't gotten to that point. But I just you get the feeling that Rams are maybe in the pole position here. Between the lines, visionary Greg Rosen. <laughs> uh, that's that's what he's known as. It will be odd to see Sue. I realize he had one or two Lions teams that were semi-successful, but he's a consistently attached to lose their franchises that ultimately go nowhere. Ooh. It would be nice to see him on the Rams. Saints, though, 
Saints or Rams kind of fill that, hey, I've got a, a chance to make a contender better. Uh-oh, I'd be shocked. I'd, I'd like to see him on the Titans. I don't know. I feel like he goes into totally anonymous land. It, the way it seems there. like it's Good. trending. Titans need more name players so they can get a modicum of attention from networks. I, I like would be him really in LA. surprised if he did not go to a team that was in the playoffs last year and is viewed as a contender. Actually, the Titans... A lot of people might. You know how they were in the divisional round. They, they made, made it the further. playoffs. Yeah, yeah further than the Rams. They won a game. Uh, uh, he ain't taking a penny less than a top offer. We already know that. Well, maybe he's changed, Wes. People can change. I don't think he's he not- has. He has come out and said this is his mo. I, like no player I've ever seen before. He's come out and said it is an adjustment, though. He he's going to get a lot less money than he was getting, and I think even my my guess when we see the, these offers, it's going to be a lot less than people are expecting. All right, there are three notable quarterbacks still on the market. And, uh, Mark, you tell me which one's most likely to sign and which one's the least likely to sign a a deal. Colin Kaepernick, you may have heard of him, who, by the way, just held a a workout in Houston during his uh, deposition uh, in a case of collusion, NFL collusion against him. I feel like that could hurt his case to get a job, but we'll see. Jay Cutler... And Geno Smith, Greg's boy, most likely, least likely. Most likely Geno Smith, um, to the discredit of the team that chooses to do so. <laughs> and uh, least Damn. likely, I mean... Jay that was Cut- savage, bro. That's how I operate. Played pretty well in his one start last Stop. year. Nah, give me a Stop. break. Played pretty should, well. That, that's not true. Um, it is. It's Stop. fine. I would say this. I Colin Kaepernick wants to keep playing. Jay Cutler, I think, does not. So, Jay Cutler... How do you pick a least likely? I almost think like Jay Cutler least likely because he will retire. If he were not choosing to retire, Colin Kaepernick least likely. Because Cutler's not getting a starting job. Unless no. the Bills or, or somebody. Let's hope not. No. You know. I think Cutler's done. That would be my strong. Kaepernick, though, I think the teams teams proved last year. for it, it wasn't every one of them. It's not that. It's just that he could not find work last season. He's not about to find it again, I don't think. I think we're all on the same page that Kaepernick deserves a job somewhere, but uh, this collusion case, it cannot help his cause. Well, now. Man, and he's in the middle of it, and it's just hard to imagine a, a team and an owner uh, jumping into the fray and being like, hey, come on to my team, because there's a lot of politics at play. It always has been the case with this situation. Then be, then be better. Be bigger than the situation. It, the NFL, it's, it almost felt like Kaepernick didn't get a job in part because they were worried about bad publicity. Well, signing Colin Kaepernick would be great publicity in my mind. It would it would help end or at least start to end a chapter that has not reflected well ultimately on the NFL. And he he absolutely deserves to be in the league as as a backup. You know, Miami, Baltimore, Jacksonville. I I don't know which which team could give him a shot. I. I still think we should mention it because I don't think we should give up hope that his career is over at 30. Maybe this case has to end. But to me, he should still have a route back into the, and the way, And I think it will and happen. He should I'm have last optimist. year. I mean, the Ravens came I was an close, optimist last year. And the Ravens backed off deciding to do it. And, there, and, and, when you, and the more you learn about that, it was super clear that it had to do with people outside the organization saying, we won't support you. We're sponsors, everything. And it isn't, it's a well, very that, bad look for that's, the league. And that's why what you're saying, Greg, makes sense. Yes, that... It would be good PR uh, for a, a large portion of the country and, and, and media outlets. But behind the scenes, that team is going to have to deal with some things. And that's just the sad reality of the situation. Uh, there are going to be other owners that would be upset, advertisers, sponsors. You run into issues. And then it goes back to what you were saying, Wes, all last year. Uh, does his playing ability at this point, is it enough to outweigh all the negatives that would come with signing him and stresses. 
Well, playing ability, what is his asking price? How is he going to be in the locker room? Does he know the offense? Is he a fit for the offense? There's a lot of questions that go into it. It's not just about being blackballed. Uh, Okay, wide receivers. Wes, Eric Decker, Terrell Pryor, and Jordan Matthews, three uh, quality guys. Which guy would you most want on your team? By far, Terrell Pryor. Wow. By far. To me, he's in two tiers higher than those guys. Mm. Gave some of the top cornerbacks in the league fits in 2016, tore ligaments in his foot in week two of 2017, and of course was not the same player while, while trying to play through torn ligaments in his foot. So to me, I, I throw out 2017. I feel like not enough was made of that, and I, I'm I don't guilty think of that knew. as well. I don't think it was yeah. like public knowledge. And Charlie Castle noted they were trying to use him all over the place, use him inside where he just didn't look that comfortable, and he might not be that – yeah, he's a former quarterback, not that uh, versatile a, a wide receiver. He had a coach in Cleveland and Hugh Jackson that seemed to know how to maximize. Well, I mean, I, it's surprising to find out that Hugh Jackson can do something that Jay Gruden can't after what happened last year with a lot of other players in the Browns. But Terrell Pryor was dominant in games for in a series of games two seasons ago, going up against number one corners, and his body type is just impossible to, to guard. One of the best athletes in the league. Visited the Seahawks and the Jets. Initially, it was reported that the Browns and the Rams might have been interested from Mike Silver, but Clearly, he, he. I think his best bet would be going to the Browns, even though he might be their fourth receiver, and just hope he, You know, you got Josh Gordon and Col- Corey Coleman in front of you, and you might have to take two million dollars on a one-year contract. But wouldn't there be another team out there that would pay him that money, and you can go to a team with an established? Well, he's not getting the offers he wants. A I don't know what he wants. I don't know what he wants, but the Seahawks and the Jets aren't offering it, right. or else he would have signed it. I think Jordan Matthews is being under valued in this market just because you you know what you're getting with him he had an injury no you don't you had an injury plague season isn't his knee on a, on a terrible a lingering issue you had an injury plague season and if it's all about the injury then that's that's you don't one, know what you're getting concern. with a guy who's got a lingering knee issue he had 2900 yards in his first three years and 250 something catches that's more than basically every wide receiver free agent that signed for huge money and he's a slot receiver who don't get a lot of money but he should be able to help a team out there maybe like the Colts Colts really need some wide receivers and I know that uh, Decker was a disappointment last year but he's still just 31 and he was coming off two major surgeries I would not be surprised if he signed with a team that had a good offense that he was better this year uh, a a full year healthier uh, from last season but I know he wasn't good. Would it be a shock if he wasn't playing at all this season? No. I, I mean, it's possible. He had major, major surgeries. It's possible he left that that ability on the operating table. It's happened to other players. Had a huge touchdown catch in that playoff win against the Chiefs. He visited the Raiders, so that would fit in with their kind of graybeards philosophy. <laughs> the Raiders are taking a lot of uh, my corner. your potential signings of as GM of the L.A. Graybeards, Dan. <laughs> I will be rolling out my 2018 Graybeards roster in, in a couple of weeks. So th- these guys, a lot of these guys could end up, or several of them could end up on my team. Uh, and what a great uh, a bunch of grinders they are. Just a little grizzle. Just a little grizzle, the features. Gruden wants to make them his grinders. Nice. Mm. Running back. Here's a nice guy. I would build my whole team around in terms of the media campaign. He'd be on the media guide. Uh, I'd have him doing the, the late night talk shows. I'd have him on Craig Kilborn. It's Kilborn's love show. <laughs> that was uh, like four late show hosts ago. Adrian Peterson uh, does not have a job. He was initially on your top 101. Where was it? He, st- he still is sitting there somewhere. He's in the 70s, I believe. He is 76. 
Adrian Peterson looking for work. Greg, is he going to get it? I don't know if he's the guy to build your marketing campaign around. <laughs> you know, considering some, some spotty uh, my people, history, which I my people tell me that the, the big public star, forgives. It's true. At this point, I think people have forgiven him. That's totally fair. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's not a a versatile guy. Not going to help you on third down special teams now. So how could you support a guy like that? I'm just joking. It's a fair question by the people on Twitter. I think you should at Dan Hansis and uh, with your question. Is that something you joke about? It's like, well, it's a good point. I know Wes disagrees, but I'd rather sign Frank Gore right now. He he had a visit with the Lions, but I think I think he's a that's pure insanity. He's a leader. He's a leader, and he's a Ooh, a Frank guy. Gore, better. Like Gary Blunt back, back, backfield with Amir Abdullah nursing. No, I, th- I think Blunt knocked him out of uh, contention. Go watch right. the the Bucks game last year, Cardinals Bucks game, or Cardinals Forty ers and tell me Adrian Peterson can't play. And I'll say you have no eye for football. He looked great in that in that game, the first game with Arizona, no doubt. My question would be more about if you're trying to add him. And you have to tell him you're not our lead back. You're, you're one That's of a, the a number of running backs. How is he going to handle that? He did not handle it well in New Orleans. Well, he's a bit like Colin Kaepernick in that his skill set at this point only fits a limited number of teams. And to your theory, Wes, that you brought up before, these guys that are one-dimensional, when Adrian Peterson's on the field, you know it's coming. Didn't work with the Saints. Right, you, it, it's it's a bit problematic strategy-wise. If you have him just as your early down back, I agree. That's a bit of a tell about what's coming. So he's got to play a lot of snaps in order to be effective, which is how the Cardinals used him last year. He kind of out of desperate desperateness is is when you use him. He he's a guy I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't wind up getting a job. I wouldn't be shocked either way, but it wouldn't be surprised maybe if he's, into retirement. If he's going into Canton with Joe Thomas in that same class. Well, I think you would see him again in October and November when injuries strike, and it's like we need a guy to just tote the ball 20 times a game. We're taking Peterson. And DeMarco Murray, we'll see. Not great tape last year, but was very good in 2016. I need him to wind up Has made NFC some visits. East. Oh, it was the NFC. It was the NFC East because mm. that's not where it's looked like. It doesn't look like it's oh, going in that direction. Oh, he had a trip to the right Dolphins, now. and I was like, "Ooh, Mark might get those sandwiches." Now I'll be I, giving them. I mixed it up. Darren Sproles, also out there, uh, speedy but old. He feels like he'll be on the graveyards in a couple weeks. We'll Coming see. off a major injury. Yes, uh, Marty Bennett, tight end, the most prominent tight end out there right now. Uh, him and Jace Amaro, those are the two most prominent free agent tight ends. Mm. In my mind, he told Rich Eisen Wednesday, Mart- Martellus Bennett, that he's unsure if he's going to play. And when Eisen brought up the possibility of skipping the early parts of training camp, Martellus Bennett was all about that. He said, I've played with about <laughs> seven different coordinators. I don't need to learn offense. Wasn't Marty Bennett last like July going viral because he was sleeping in the Packers locker room before training camp started? I feel like maybe he's. Maybe the fire's not there anymore. It's it's possible. He's an animator now. Uh, he smells like a guy that might sign with the Patriots late for a That would a be month. highly tedious, return, and I could see a turn to the Patriots. Wait, I need to find out what this title that he called himself as animator. This is a great title. Isn't he the Black Unicorn? He is the creative director of awesomeness. That's what he has self-dubbed him. Okay. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Navarro Bowman is out there. Uh, not really a cover linebacker at this stage. He's in his 30s. Never quite the same guy after that terrible knee injury. Uh, Oakland moved on. 
Will someone else get into the Navarro Bowman business? Someone threw out his name in Dallas where he would <laughs> where he would make some sense. Jump in at any time. He would make some sense. Anthony Hitchens <laughs> left. Uh, they weren't really sure what they got out of Jalen Smith last year. Sean Lee's an injury play guy. But Bowman is not kind of an every down 900 when, snap linebacker at this stage. When some team gets desperate and signs Adrian Peterson for early downs, another team can sign Navarro Bowman as the bizarro Adrian Peterson on defense who like only that. plays early downs. All you do is tackle Peterson. Like that. Hmm. <laughs> I like that. Twice seems, a season. That seems like a, a really narrowing down yeah. specialist role. He's a Just designated a Peterson to... stopper. What if you make Bowman your running back and Peterson your early down linebacker? I mean, now really mixing it up. You want to throw t- teams off their game. Do we target this guy? Do we stay away from him? I think Evan Silva would like that kind of forward, out-of-the-box thinking. Sashi already had that idea. Uh, a little safety talk. Kenny Vaccaro, Eric Reed, Trey Boston, Tyvon Branch. All out of work. Eric Reed, who also kneeled during the National Anthem next to his old teammate, Colin Kaepernick. There has been speculation that his uh, fight for social justice or his displays have uh, not helped him find work. So uh, that's something to keep in mind there. Your thoughts, gentlemen? Not a lot of them. If he doesn't... Well, Morgan Burnett signed with the Steelers on Tuesday. He was ranked in our top 30, pretty much right next to Kenny Vaccaro and Eric Reed. So if, if Vaccaro and Reed, especially if Reed doesn't get signed in the next week or two, then I think, again, the NFL has something on their hands that doesn't look great. But at this point, I wouldn't rise any alarms. For instance, Vaccaro hasn't gotten signed. I would think that Reed played really well at the end of last season Reed, when they started using him. He also had like like multiple linebacker. concussions, too. Yeah, Reed's injury history is about as big a red flag as you could possibly have. He's had tons of concussions. Played very well at the end of last year, and usually that'll get you signed going into the next year. All right, so there you go. Those are the big names out there, and we'll see uh, who from that list um, ends up on the Greybeards. Whom? Who? Which players? Whom or who? Whom from? No, who from that list? I believe that's a who. I don't, who still uses whom in copy? Nobody. Everybody. I use whom when it's Wes. called for. Yeah. Wes does occasionally use it. All right. A reminder. The ATN podcast will not uh, broadcast on Friday. We'll be on airplanes. Uh, Mark, maybe uh, Mark will be a couple of drinks in on the plane. Not the MO this time. Why alone am I put in that like, situation? Mark, put that's it down. Absurd. Come on, man. <laughs> I'll let you play your little game, but that's absurd. I know who would be I'll doing have that a couple with drinks. me. That's right. I'll have a couple drinks with you. Responsibly. It's legal. We're grown men. It's, it's, it's a service of the airline. Absolutely, that we pay for and do not put on our expense reports. No, you cannot. Because that is prohibited. Anyway, from Orlando, the Around the NFL podcast shows all next week, early next week. A reminder, Dan Quinn. Matt Nagy, John Harbaugh, Frank Reich, Adam Gates, and introducing Andy Reid. Andy Reid getting Adam Gates' music now. I, I like that. I can't be the only one that is imagining them coming from behind a curtain and like, <laughs> hey. And start dancing out every time that you call out their name. Um, all right, let's go. Let's change it up and let's go out on that kicker music because I really like that. It was a nice groove. Um, we so yes, you'll hear from us again early next week. We're going to drop a bunch of episodes, a lot of a lot of content coming your way, snackable content. So follow us 
on the Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. And, 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 well, there's going to be some photos. There will be. Maybe some Instagram stories, as the kids call it. And don't forget to uh, five star rating, comments on Apple Podcasts, uh, and Thank you for listening. Sign up for the ATN subreddit, subreddit NFL, uh, around the NFL. That's it. Dan Hansen signing off for The Quiet Storm. And the mailman. And the old boss. And don't forget about Lindsay Fulton on the Texas Till next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.